right. J-Lo. Hello. How you feeling? I feel much better, yes. After the shower. Oh, yes. Yes, absolutely. I do, too. Yes. We listened to the first part of the town hall this week. You did. That was fun. And then I hopped in the shower, put on some aloe vera, mm -hmm. waited on the couch for you. Mm-hmm. It's fun, babes. What? I'm reading this book on Elizabeth Taylor mm -hmm. that I started earlier this morning. And it's the one that Kitty Kelly wrote about mm. her. I don't think it covers her last marriage to Larry Fortensky. Right. But if I remember correctly, from from reading about the book previously, mm -hmm. it goes up through the marriage of her with John Warner. But I haven't even gotten to the first one. It's right now. It's around, <laughs> uh, it's yeah. around like 1948. I, I believe she married uh, Con Conrad Hilton Jr. That was her first marriage. Her of first many. real marriage. Of yes. many. Of, of eight. Eight in total, seven divorces. A rumor I heard about her. Yes. I don't know if I've said it here before, but... You might not have. They were such a volatile couple. Who? Her and Conrad Hilton Jr. Yes. That on their honeymoon, they went on a cruise and they rented the room above them and the one below them so that they could argue in peace. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. That sounds like a very rich Hollywood thing to do. That sounds really dysfunctional and funny, but really dysfunctional who knows if that's true or not yeah but it makes for a good story well i mean i mean judging by the movie that she did uh who's afraid of virginia wolf with uh her then husband richard burton um or maybe that was before they got married i think right i think that was after after the first one okay after the after the first marriage um you kind of wonder well how are they how were they behind closed doors it must have been awful <laughs> oh and there must have been like Glasses being thrown all over the place, and uh, I don't know. It must I, be ho horrible. Yeah, I didn't know that she was British. Well, she was born in. Yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't know that she was born in England either. Yes, both her parents were from England. Wow. And according to the book, her mom wanted to be an actress. Yes. But gave it up when she was thirty, and and had kids. Got yeah, married and, and had Elizabeth kids. Elizabeth Taylor's husband came along. Or Elizabeth Taylor's dad. Dad, not husband. Well, I don't know if they were ever married or not, but yes. <laughs> Right. Yes. It's interesting so far. So I find the book on Bookshare uh -huh. because I, I went on there and I did a search for Elizabeth Taylor. Uh -huh. She wrote a book in the 1940s about her pet. When she was really young. Yeah, and they actually talk about it briefly in the Kitty Kelly biography, where they say that she, her mom was making all these deals to get money into the family. Yeah. And one of them was Elizabeth Taylor got paid $1,000 to put out a 77-page book with a bunch of photos of her and her pet. Wow. No it's, words? Just a picture book? I think there might have been some words, but it wasn't a lot of stuff in there. Wow. That's, uh, that's different, I guess. You know what it made me think of, babes? What's that? I don't know if this is my perception, mm -hmm. but it felt like when you and I were coming up, or coming of age rather, in the 80, late 80s to 90s, yes. there weren't a lot of these renaissance celebrities who did a bunch of different things. And then in the early 2000s, we got the triple threats, like Jennifer Lopez or yes. Justin Timberlake. Right, right, exactly. But it, in some ways, it kind of feels like they're a throwback to the old studio system. Yeah. Oh, you mean like like they, they acted for a while and then they stopped acting? Is that what you mean? It's more like in the 30s and 40s, 
maybe even before then, uh-huh. stars would star in movies, but they'd also record albums uh-huh. or put out books that were maybe ghost written by somebody else. Right. So it wasn't known that they were doing this. It wasn't known that they had help. Right. But they were still like making money in other ways. So this may have even gone on further, but, and I'm thinking it did because Jackie Gleason used to put out albums. Really? Mm-hmm. Comedy albums? No, they were like musical albums. Wow. I think he conducted orchestras. Really? He's supposedly a really bright guy. That's very, I, I, I never got, I never, um, I heard that he's super, super funny. He was super funny. I but love the Honeymooners. Really? To the moon, Alice. Yes. He was Ralph Cramden, right? That's Correct? right. Okay. Uh, but you, but I heard that he was super funny and I, um, you know, who's really funny, Tell me. who I believe was also a musician was Victor Borga. I'm not familiar with this stuff. So funny. <laughs> He's funny. I don't know. You should look it up on YouTube because I'm sure they have a whole bunch of stuff on him. But he's he's really funny. I think he was Danish. Danish or German or something like that. But his name was Victor Borga. Okay. Funny stuff, yeah. Good, good. Yeah, you can't know about everybody. But yes. I'm learning something new today, baby. But I believe he was also a musician because he did play the piano. And um, he did this bit with this opera singer where she would sing and he would pretend like she, like he was really, really mad at her. I don't know. It was funny. But um, yeah, look him up. I'll do that. Yeah. Yes. But uh, it's interesting diving into the world of Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah. It sounds like she's got, she lived a really full life, but she mm-hmm. also was, it seemed like she was really crazy too. We also found out that her husband... Or one of her many ex-husbands died this last week on on uh, May twenty sixth, John Warner. Yep. Yeah, wow. Republican senator, I think. Yeah, yeah, for a while, and I forgot what else he did. I think he was a veteran. It might have been, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he was like in the the army or something, or the armed forces, or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Okay. 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 Let's move on. Yes. Enough about the people who served in our military. No, no, yeah. I never said that. Yeah. Enough about Elizabeth Taylor's husband. Yeah. Ex-husband. Enough about her. We'll get to her <laughs> when we get to Letterfield Aid. Yeah, because that was interesting. But before then, babes. Yeah. Yesterday, we watched uh, part of the Ken Burns Civil War documentary. I think it was part three. I think, you know, what? no, I, actually, I think I showed it to you out of order. This is actually part one. Because my Amazon thing was doing something weird, and I checked it in when you're in the bathroom, because I'm like, this doesn't make sense. Mm. And I think it started showing us to it out of order. So from here going forward, it should be in the right order. But I'm, I'm actually pretty sure this is part Because one. we watched the one where everything was starting. Yeah. The one episode. And that turned out, I yeah, but regardless, do you want to give an overview of this particular so, episode? So uh, there was a lot of things in it, but I know that I'll tell you what really stood out to me. Go ahead. Um, was when they were talking about the Confederacy and how that started in the midst of the uh, Civil War and, um, and how they had their own presidency and their own, um, constitution and a few states were, uh, seceding from the Union. Like, uh, I think it was like North Carolina and Virginia, which I was like, wow, I didn't know that there were states that actually seceded from the Union. That's what the Civil War was about, babes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, I didn't under, I didn't understand it until now. But Alana just learned about Jefferson Davis. 
I did. Yes. Yeah, I, I had no, I had no clue. I really that was that was and then how um how free um free black men were shot. Um there was wasn't there like a pastor that was started that was trying to stop um somebody from shooting uh from a shooting and he got shot instead? I forgot what that was. I think you might be thinking about the case of John Brown. Yeah, I think that right. John so John Brown was interesting to me because it's like he thought he was doing good by shooting um people that were a part of the slave trade. Uh so he was he was equating violence with uh doing God's work, which I thought was very um uh very sick and twisted and um Really uh, so I I have issues with Brown, not his ideology, but I think the way he went about it. Maybe that's what I mean. Okay, exactly what I mean. I mean, he thought he was doing good by really going against slavery, but what? But the way that he did it was wrong. Uh, violent, violent. The the way that he did it, the violent way that he did it was was very wrong. And but he, you're not against violence, though. You're just against the way that he did it. I am okay. So maybe I should clarify it. When you mean violence, are you meaning like protecting yourself? Like uh, no, uh, but not no, because you said before that you're pro death penalty. And yes, that's a yes. Form of violence, and you're pro war, and that's a form of violence. Well, but I, I, well, I, I think we should go to war if we have to go to war, but I don't think that we should always go to war. Okay. Maybe I should clarify that. Yes. We we have we need people to fight our wars, but if we don't have to go to war, we shouldn't go to war. But John Brown felt that he had to go to war. Yes. In a sense, right? Um, but I thought the way he did it was was not... It right. could have been handled a little bit better because a lot of... Flip, a couple free black men died. Absolutely. During the revolt. It's... I love Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. But he has a weird obsession with black culture. Okay. And... He wanted to be John Brown, right? He... Was on Charlie Rose in the uh-huh. 1990s, uh-huh. and I believe the question came up, would you ever direct a biopic? Yeah. And he says that, for the most part, they're not interesting, but he followed that up with, it might be fascinating to do a biopic of a particular event. The example he gave was the day that Elvis Presley went in to record for Sun Records for the first time, uh-huh. as opposed to doing a, a biopic on his life. And okay. then he said that it might be interesting when he's a little bit older to play John Brown in a movie. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. What do you think about that? Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. He wants to play John Brown when he's older, but... He... This interview is about 20 years old, so... Oh, okay. Presumably okay. it would be coming up. Within right, right, the right. next five to ten years, if it happens. Right. Well, I get, I'm guessing he was in his 20s when he was doing the interview, right? I'm guessing mid-30s. Mid-30s? Okay. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I guess he's in his 50s. But, yeah, that's interesting. I don't know. Yes. Any other takeaways from the documentary? The documentary? Yes. Um, there was, yeah, there was quite, like, I think it was, like, 600,000 600, some odd people died in the war. Yeah. And this is like over, of course, we know it's over a four-year time. Um, there were just a lot of things in this movie that it's possible I may have missed because I was also tired. 
Huh. I took a nap afterwards. Oh my goodness. Yeah. The, one of the reasons I wanted to show you this was because you don't really know a lot about the Civil War. And I have to admit, I don't. I, w I, I did, unfortunately, I didn't learn much about it in school. This is a great introduction to history. Obviously, you're not going to learn everything about it. No. But it teaches you the main talking points of the war. Well, it definitely is uh, getting me interested in looking into it more, I will say. Mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of stuff in it. And I... And I like that he um, he had. It sounds like he does a uh, an in depth look, not just like from one side of it, but from from other sides of it yes. of the war. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was good. It was a really good episode. What it it, what stood out to you? I had seen it before. the The one thing that stood out to me though was there's some guy at the beginning of it who they said. This person could say that the Civil War started in their front porch and ended in their kitchen. Right. Because of when the, how the war started. In the parlor. In the parlor. Yeah. And it ended with uh, the two sides coming together and negotiating the peace treaty, I believe. Ah. That was the stand-up. And, and the one thing, oh, another thing I thought about was how the North and the South really did hate each other, which I, I, I heard about that. Um... And I was like, wow, I didn't realize how much they hated each other. Oh, it's a big thing. Yeah. Even today, you'll hear people talking about Southern pride. The South shall rise again. Yeah. There was, like, there no, was a... Not. Let's hope not. No, 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 no. There was, there, was, um, there was a debate about that, yes. I think there's been a debate yeah, about like, who, won, who won the, the Civil War. Was it the North or the South? The, the North. The, the Free North. Yeah. The, we, don't, we don't need the South to rise again. It's come on. But there are Southerners that have um have not um um uh, subscribed to that ideology of um slave trading either. Yes. The new the new Southerners, the, the, the younger Southerners, I think. But I imagine there's a lot of racism in the South. Although I've heard people say that There might have been racism in the North too. There 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 well there still is. There's, and I was just about to say, Dave's I've I've heard uh people say that in some ways, the North is more racist because, like, this is going to sound so racist, me saying it, but if you're a black person in the South, at least you kind of, like, know your place, which I don't like saying, but... Yeah, right. It's, like, you know the rules more, that things are going to be segregated. Where here, it's like, things aren't segregated, but there's all this underlying racism. That's really interesting because I see it very differently. Go ahead. Um, well, and, I mean, coming from my own... Uh, a cousin of mine, uh, who will not be named in this episode, um, and shall not be named another in future episodes. She unless it's her last show, and we're like we're naming names. <sighs> no, 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 no. She actually uh, said that she had an experience where she felt that um, black Southerners were even more racist than the ones here, and she she said that she felt like there was more racism in the South. Uh, 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 from uh, from black Southerners than from white Southerners. I don't know, but it's a complicated issue. I I do I do believe though that um that things have changed in the South, uh, from when they were back then, and there are um Southerners that are actually pushing back against uh pushing back against the things that are happening in, on both. Both ends. I, I would imagine it's still pretty racist in the South. But what do I know? I, I would tell you this. Yeah. 
I was living in Honolulu, mm-hmm. and I got drunk with this guy one night. Of course. And it, as as things sometimes happen. To okay, men. he was a he was a white guy. <laughs> yes. Which plays into the story. Okay. I do have white friends. Okay. Um, this was 2005, and he told the story about how him and another white friend drove down to Louisiana the previous summer. Right. So the summer of 2004. Yeah. If I'm remembering the story right. He comes into a store, and there is a black man ahead of him in line. Yes. And there's a white clerk. Yeah. The white clerk says, come up here. And he says to the black man, boy, step aside. And the black man decided to, like, step aside as as the guy I was drinking with just comes up and, like, does his business with the clerk and leaves. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yes. Wow. Uh, which is, you know odd and yeah all that stuff yes yes so i think there's a lot of racism in this i i do think it happens on unfortunately on both sides of the aisle um the the um the cousin that i just mentioned a few minutes ago Mm -hmm. said that her experience was directed um directly did specifically at white people okay i think she was cleaning up i i forgot if she was working i forgot where she was working and uh, she was talking to a woman, and I think she was cleaning something up, and she's like, oh, no, I was just cleaning up. And then I think the black woman made a comment like, oh, that's because the person was white, huh? Or something like, something something really snide. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's like, wow, really? I mean, I, mean, I thought maybe, uh, I don't know. I mean, it, it was very, uh, it was very... Uh, discomforting and disheartening to hear that she actually experienced that. I hear you. I would make the counter argument that if you're a black person in the South and... And by the way, she is she is also half black. So. Okay. But she was pointing out the racism of other black people. Yes. So I'm, I'm saying if you were born in the South as a black person and you lived there all of your life and experienced a lot of racism, while I don't agree with it, I could see why somebody might make snide car- comments about a white person. Yeah, but if but if you don't like it, I mean that shouldn't be tolerated anyway. No, no matter what kind of a person, no matter if they're black or white, if they're making a snide racist comment like that, that shouldn't be tolerated anyway. It shouldn't be tolerated, and I'm but not it so- also shouldn't be excused. No, but you also it shouldn't be excused. But you, there should also be. I know I say this a lot, but there should be a nuanced in opinion and people. So no, it shouldn't be excused. But yes, I could under I can maybe understand why a person might do something like that if they grew around up around extreme. But racism. but then don't you think that's making an excuse now for the oppressor, the oppressees who used to be the oppressees to become the oppressors? No, it's saying, okay. well, let's understand it and let's. But have... but the, but the thing is that it's not being the, the people that are actually doing these things are not being understanding. They're not. They're they're doing the exact opposite of what they're screaming about. Okay, to some extent, yes, but we're talking about a specific issue. But if we want to go into the the broader issue, and we don't have to go down this rabbit hole. I'm just. We I don't. Just, we don't. I, you know. All I'm saying is there should be some level of not excusing something but let's understand it and let's have an honest conversation so for example if um i don't know the woman who said that comment right to your cousin yeah 
so I'm, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and uh, make a lot of assumptions. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's assume she was a black woman. Mm -hmm. Okay. Let's assume that she was a born in the South. And let's assume that because she was a black woman from the South, there were a lot of opportunities that were close to her. Let's ex assume that there were a lot of racial slurs said to her over the years and that she was uh, stuck being uh, in the service industry because opportunities were close to her. And because of all the racial slurs uh, that were given, that were said to her along the way, she was maybe taught to believe that she couldn't rise up. Okay, so instead of just saying, okay, she, she said a racist thing, yes, and let's look at what led up to that. So let's look at both sides of the coin. It doesn't make her saying a racist comment right, but let's have some understanding of why she did that. Oh, that's all I'm saying. Okay. Yes, I'm not. I'm not saying it excuses it, but okay. there needs to be more nuance. To so, it. so you're saying that people need to be more sensitive to it. I'm yes, more sensitive and more nuanced. Why does somebody say this? And maybe, and then, and then also saying, well, why are black people oppressed in the South? And oh, are they still we... oppressed in the South, man? At you know, or how how oppressed are they still? And but then we have to. But then what about the? The white people that are saying, hey, this this has been wrong for a long time. This can't happen anymore. Uh, what of them? Well, what of them? Then we have to ask, what are they doing besides just saying that, right? So are they trying to enact laws? Are they trying to, I don't know, maybe change the social structure by their hiring processes? Um, th there's so many different factors to this. It's, it's a very nuanced conversation that I think needs to be had. Well, or conversations. If we're conversations or dialogues yes. or whatever you want to call it. But okay. But anyway, I think we went on a little bit of a diatribe That's here. my liberal uh, rant for today. Of course. Yes, yes. And I was just like, what you say? All black people from the South Oasis and those white people trying to stop it. No, I didn't say that. No, no, no. I'm joking. No, I, I never said that at all. Okay. Oh, I was trying to put words in my mouth. Okay, babes. But I love you. I think, though, babes, you should give me a kiss. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. All right. Yeah. I love you, babes. I love you, too. Good, good, good. So it was an interesting documentary. <laughs> it was It was a very good episode. Um, I learned quite a bit. I'm learning quite a bit, actually. Nice. Yeah. I, I really am... Um, uh, even, even from the little bit of the country, uh, documentary I saw, which I think, I think that's on my hard drive, isn't it? I gotta yes, look it that up. Um, it, it's such a, it was such a, an in-depth, um, documentary thus far. And I liked how he put it together. He's great. I'm a big Ken Burns fan. I wonder how long it takes him to, uh, do his research and then do a documentary on on them. I think he said he started the country music documentary in 2012. Wow. And it came out near the end of 2019. That is correct. Seven years later. Yes. Wow. I could be having the dates of when he started somewhat wrong, but I, I think that was the case. Because a lot of the people who were in the documentary were dead by the time it came out. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, one of the people that died before the Civil War documentary was um, historian Shelby Foote, correct? Yeah, I think that's how you say his name. And Shelby Foote. Yeah. He has, I haven't read his book, but he has uh, three books 
that are considered very popular about certain battles. So there's a book on Fort Sumner. There's a, there's two other books in the series that I, I do have, but I haven't read yet. Uh-oh. And those may be fun to explore after we watch the Civil War documentary. Uh-oh. And see Gone with the Wind. Right. Yes. Oh, I'm, I'm excited to see Gone with the Wind. I've heard so much about it. I almost read it, but it was like nine Braille volumes yes. long. I'm like, I can't, I don't have time to read nine Braille volumes, but... Great movie. But I, I'm, I'm excited to, uh, watch it, and I'm, uh, it. I'll say this one last thing. Go ahead. I'm really saddened that there are theaters that will not show it now. Yeah, but it's also, I mean, theaters that won't show it. It's not like it was having a huge theatrical run, you know. In no, but you saw it though. You saw it. You you had the um, privilege of seeing it when you were a teen, and I, I never the, got to see it. Yeah, I had the white privilege of seeing it <laughs> at Lloyd Cinemas, actually, because that was when New Line Cinema where you released it in July on July Fourth weekend of ninety eight. I want to. Yeah, say. and and I never got to see it in a theater, and I didn't get to see it at all. So were you unaware when it was being re released in the nineties? I. I don't know. I never heard about that. I didn't know that. I just, I wanted to read it. Yeah. Because I've been hearing about Gone with the Wind for a really long time. One of my friends got to see the movie. Um, I might have been on, she might have had it on video or something. But I, 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 I've heard so much about it. I wanted to know more about it. But for some reason, I never got to see it. It's a very important film. I do wish that, again, I keep going back to nuance, but... I wish that there was some nuance in the discussion of the film because I don't see it as a racist film right. as much as I see it as a film that showcases uh, a racist behavior, if that Absolutely. makes sense. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not like the one film we saw, the one we talked about last week. Yeah, that was um, way over the top. Right? The, the, the one I J-Lo forgot. Bell. <laughs> or Jezebel. Jezebel. Yeah, that was just crazy over the top racist. I, mm-hmm. I would agree with you on that one. Yeah. Um, I think that um that would have been a great movie for my US history class I took my junior year because we were learning about historical events uh through film. And that would have been an awesome film, but we only had like uh we only had I think uh a quarter uh semester. I'm actually something. surprised that they didn't show you gone with the I, th- yeah, I know, but I think we we only had a limited time for that. Yeah, but still, it's one of the most important movies ever made. I know. There's an argument to be made that it's the most important film. I know. Made. I'm surprised that that wasn't one of our that wasn't our first movie that we saw because mm-hmm. that would have been great. Yep. Yeah, but oh well. It also is kind of long. It is long. It is like two parts. How long are the parts each? I don't know specifically. I mean, when we w- I watched it in the movie theater, there was an intermission. Okay, but you watched it the the um for that one day, right? Yeah, I mean it was like maybe three hours or so. Wow, it's a long movie. Yeah, yeah, it's good though. It's, it's good. Watching. Okay, worth watching. And we'll get we'll get there after the Ken Burns documentary from beginning to end. Yes, and maybe the boys. Okay, which you still got. I ah, uh, I still got to introduce you to Butcher. Butcher, such a great character, babes. Okay. Okay, you're like, what you have? Okay. Well, the name like Butcher, I don't know. Just don't invite him over again, no. Yeah. Yes. Let, let, I'll just have him cut up my steaks and right. bring it over and then leave. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Hence Butcher, get it? Yes, yes, I get it. I get it. 
Yes. J-Lo. Well, we could even, because your mom's coming to town, you and I could potentially watch uh, the Ken Burns documentary, The Civil War, over the phone. You get up early in the morning and we do an episode each day while your mom's in town. Oh, I don't know. Like, I don't know. I really go, I Well, it's kind of difficult because, you know, every time she's in town, you know, we end up doing stuff and I don't even know what, what's going to happen every, any given day. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, bubs. Get up at six or five. No. Uh Uh-uh. They're like hour and a half episodes. If we started at six, we could be done by 7.30. No, bubs. It's a little too much, bubs. I don't think, I I don't think I want to wake up that early just to watch a Civil War episode. I I like it. It's just that's we don't have to do it like every single day. <laughs> what if we did it every other day? Uh, I'll think about it, Bob. Oh, yeah. I just think that things should have like th- we should start that over after she after she goes because okay, it's gonna be crazy. I know it's really gonna be crazy. I know she's only here for ten days. Hopefully, ten days and no more than that. <laughs> well, you told her the thing, so I did not tell her yet about the thing on the nineteenth. I didn't tell her yet, remember? Okay. But you told her the other thing about guests and whatnot. Uh, I told her that, like, I told her that a while back. Like, like... I thought you reminded her of it. I'll remind her again. Okay. I told her, I told her a while back. Remind her. Okay. That's what I'm saying, babes. I'll tell her about the thing, too, because, like, she needs to know that. Yes, 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 yes. And they already have enough volunteers and, you know... Yes, they do. They already have enough volunteers. I, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anyways, moving on from your mom. Yeah. You took a long nap yesterday, babes. Oh, yeah, I did. I really did. (laughs) First, it was for 45 minutes, and I woke up, and I said 10 minutes more, and then I (laughs) got up again, and I'm like, okay, I think you, by this time, it was like 4.39, and I said, okay, I'll, I'm going to go, I'm going to sleep until 5. That's what you did. And then I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Then you got up. You made a really good uh, kale salad. I suggested that while you're chopping things up, I could maybe make some rice. It was a very good idea. Thank you. It was very good. It was delicious. I, I usually wouldn't have ri- a salad over rice, but it was a really good idea. It's brown rice, right? Yes. Good. Yes, it was brown rice. I, I I barely ever, ever, if any, eat um, white rice. I'll eat it on occasion, but I don't have it. I've noticed that I've been eating a lot less white rice. Yeah, I, I haven't had white, like a lot of white rice in years, just like I haven't had a lot of white bread. Mm-hmm. And I think it's done really well for me. So nice. I, I like, I just love brown rice and brown rice is so um, versatile. But occasionally I'll have, you know, white rice as a as a side dish. But not all the time, yes. You played me some music. I did. What did we listen to? I was, I decided to um, let you hear some things from my playlist because there's some things that you haven't heard at, uh, yet. And I, I've showed you before, but I wanted you to uh, kind of listen more into, uh, listen more to the stuff that I like in my musical world. <laughs> and it sounds like you liked it. It was good. Yeah. Did we talk here about the problems you were having with your liked playlist? Yeah, it's weird because both of my dots have like 
done some weird updating. Like instead of saying play my likes, it'll it'll say um uh playing your playlist um or 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 playing your music and then it'll have like a specific order or I did that last week and then I'll say and then I'll say shuffle my music and it'll shuffle it but then I've noticed lately that it's it so I bought so a long time ago I bought and downloaded a tuning CD to help me better with tuning my flute and it was great but now it's ending up on my playlist which is really weird cuz I'm wondering if it's because it was in my history of what I bought and I don't buy a lot of things from Amazon personally but that's one of the things that I bought like way back it might have been at least uh, 10 to 15 years ago that I bought this thing mm. and downloaded it. Yes. And I'm like, why is that thing on my playlist when I never added it there? So I don't know what to do about that. It's weird. Uh-oh. Yeah, I don't, I don't get it. Maybe it's just like one of their glitches. Possibly. It shouldn't be there. No. I never added it. No. Yeah. So anyway, otherwise, it's, they still work. Good. I think the kitchen one works... Uh, works really well and the yeah i don't know i'm not sure what to do about those extra glitches i don't know babes i told you to start a new playlist i know but i don't want to do that it's not that difficult babes i said you had to do it this morning i know but here's what you do it with your new playlist now that you have it since i started it play your liked music and then every song just today put the add this to my thumbs up playlist i'll try that maybe i'll try that yes yes Okay. In any event, Jayla. Any event. After dinner, you gave me two Hershey's uh, nuggets. Yes. Which were really good. Yes, they were. And you're gonna get more of those. Oh, good. You're gonna. You're. I'm gonna bring you home from. I'm. I'm not gonna bring you home empty-handed, though. Bring me home empty-handed. So I. We finished the bunch of kale that I just bought, <laughs> and I'm gonna give you some extra kale, which is um. It has been frozen for a while, so I think you'll be good with that. Yes. After that, we sat down and watched Butterfield 8. Yes. Good good movie. And I think, uh, do you want me to give a recap of it? I I think I should because I want you to give a recap of the next movie. I I can't do that. I can't do that. (laughs) All right. right, Uh, Here's why. Because here's my logic. I chose Butterfield 8, and yes. you chose the next movie. Okay, so, all right, all right. So that's why I think I should get dibs on Butterfield 8. Okay, okay. But you can chime in, and I'll chime in with the next movie, too. How about that? All right. You make a chime in agreement. I will say that the next movie's recap is going to be fairly short. But we're going to get to that And later. spoiler alert, it's not the best movie we've ever seen. No. But we'll get there soon. You're right, right. Okay, so we watched Butterfield 8, and... We we should have said this yesterday, but we didn't know it until after we recorded, that Elizabeth Taylor won two Oscars, one for Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, and the other for Butterfield 8. Mm-hmm. And that made me more excited to watch this film. Mm-hmm. It starts off, we see a room, and Elizabeth Taylor sleeping in a bed. She gets up, gets ready. She's calling for somebody, too. Yes. Yes. And she leaves. And her character's name is... Her her character's name is Gloria. 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 I forgot what her last name was, but it's Gloria. Yes. She goes over to Eddie Fisher's house. And he's working on some music, but he's not playing Eddie Fisher. 
He's Steve. Steve Carpenter. Carpenter. Yes, yeah, Steve Carpenter, and it's and it's um it's it's implied that they have some kind of a relationship. Steve is initially upset to see Gloria, and he tells her that it's because every time she comes around, she's either drunk or high or something's up, and he's afraid that her life is going downhill. Yes. We'll skip around a little bit. Steve is dating a woman who doesn't understand the relationship between him and Gloria. Her name is Norma. And Norma is And Norma just really despises Gloria. Yeah, she's upset about it. And and for good reason. And he kind of explains they, they grew up together and, you know, all this type of thing. Right. I don't I don't know if that's true or not. It might be. It's watch the movie. Yes, watch Sometimes I'll say stuff in here that's incorrect because I'm no, 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 no. I mean, I mean the. I know, I know that's what he said, but I'm saying whether that's actually whether he's actually saying the truth to Glor- to Norma. I don't know. I'm assuming since we don't have a reason to believe it's a lie that it's true in the universe that this movie is based on. Right. In any event. Anyway. Gloria goes along with her life and eventually goes over to see her mom who has a friend that Gloria kind of, like, bickers with. Mrs. Thurber, a.k.a. Frances. Frances. I'm guessing she's a friend, but she's kind of a maid? No? Something like that. Or next uh, I think she. I think she might be the neighbor, but she's a good friend, and I, I really like this lady. <laughs> yes. And Gloria asks her mom for some money so she can, you know, take care of business. Okay. She can go out on the town, so to speak. Yes, because Gloria is a call girl. Yes. There is a British man named... His name is Weston Liggett. And Weston Liggett has a good wife who is basically allowing Weston to live off of her. Emily, yes. Because Emily's dad got Weston his gig. And it's, you know, supplying him with all this cool stuff. His job, right? right. Yeah. He's working for his, her father. Yeah. Weston is really attracted to Gloria. He's used her as a call girl before in the past. Yep. They meet at a... Kind of a restaurant. Restaurant slash bar. Higher class place. Yeah. And they go to this motel room. Happy's. Ran by... <laughs> the hotel. A lady who used to be in vaudeville. And her name is Happy. Yes. She's kind of funny because she really is happy. Hang out for the night. She leaves. I want to skip over a lot of this movie. Yeah, there's a lot in there. Yeah. But what I will say is this was not their first encounter. Nope. We find out later in the movie that the room that Elizabeth Taylor woke up in at the start of the film was his wife's room. Well, yeah. She stole a mink coat. From the closet. Right. And and we didn't. Yeah. We. Yeah. Because I remember you told me she puts on a coat and we didn't know where that came from. Yes. It comes out later that uh, Weston's wife. What's Emily. Her, Emily is missing it. Yes. I mean, coat. Winston gets upset because he realizes quickly. Who, who, who stole the coat. Exactly. Yeah. Um, he sees Elizabeth Taylor again. At a restaurant, he starts yelling at her. There's a confrontation between him and one of the other patrons. Yep. Eventually, she goes to his house to try to give the mink coat back. Yep. Winston freaks out on her. Emily sees this from the window, but she still wants to repair things in her marriage. Yep, yep. Problem is, 
homeboy isn't that interested in staying with Miss Emily. No, Weston wants a divorce. Mm -hmm. And he's uncertain about his feelings about Elizabeth Taylor. And meanwhile, while this is going on, she, um, she goes back to, wait, yeah, she goes back to Steve's. Just to sleep on the couch. Yes. The more interesting thing is she's now thinking about moving to Boston because she's convinced that uh, she no longer has a chance with, with uh, good old Winston. Weston. Weston. Weston, not Winston. But Weston ends up tracking down Gloria. Through Butterfield 8. The call girl service. It's not a call girl service. It's, it's, an ex, it's a phone exchange. I'm sure that they have nothing to do with call girls. I don't... I, well, it... No, because he uses it to find her, but it's not a call girl thing. Okay. It's not, because remember he's like, he's talking, you remember when she says, did Butterfield 8 call? Mm -hmm. But, but I, um, I asked the dot and apparently it's a, it's a phone exchange system for The dot seemed not fully, um, certain about that, in my opinion. Oh, okay. okay. Well, then look look up Butterfield Aid afterwards. I'm assuming that in this in the, the reality, it might have been a call girl service. The reality know. that this film is based in Butterfield Aid is a pimp service for high class call girls, but I could be wrong. I think you are okay because other people were using Butterfield Aid. I think okay yeah. to track down Elizabeth Taylor. I I don't. Know. I mean, they weren't using it to order groceries. Well, no. This is like this is like the 1960s. That they didn't have that technology back then. Oh my goodness! I think I'm kind of thinking it was information, like basic information. It's possible. Yeah. In any event. Anyway. Uh, Winston tracks her down. He and he's like, "Okay, uh, I'm sorry. I, I want to marry you. Let's go back to Patty's and you know." Oh my happies. Happies. Oh, and then um, I have to mention too that. Steve asks Norma to marry him. Yes. That's not really pivotal to the story, though. I know, but that's why she, that's why she wanted to go to Boston. Okay. One of the reasons. One of the reasons. Yes. Okay. Excuse me. From Winston. <laughs> go to the hotel. Motel. Or motel. Hotel, motel, holiday. Never mind. Ugh. He gets out of the car. Lizzie jumps jumps in the front seats and drives away. With his car, yes. Yes, Winston <laughs> had another car there. He starts chasing her on the road. They're driving. There's like a sign for a construction site. Yep. Elizabeth Taylor just goes through the sign and basically goes off this huge rock, flies in the air, <gasps> car crashes, and Gloria dies. Right there, yep. No, not right there. Because remember... Winston says at the end of the movie that they took her to the hospital and she died an hour later. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's right. You're right. Because um, he was notifying um, her mother. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. And that's pretty much the end of the movie. Wow. I didn't love this movie. I, but. I liked it, but I didn't love it either. It's pretty good. It is good. It's, it's a seven. It's a solid seven. It's not quite as interesting as Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. That was a much more challenging. It's very challenging. Movie, kind of hard to watch, but and performance, I think. Yeah. I think she she's better in that movie than she is in this. Yes, but she's good in this. She's definitely good as a homewrecker. Yes. Mm -hmm. A question I have for you, babes, uh -oh. is 
Well, let me give some setup. All right. 1957, Mike Todd, who is at the time married to Elizabeth Taylor, dies in a plane accident. Yes. She, they were friends with Eddie Fisher and Debbie Reynolds. Yes, I believe you're right. And at first the press is looking at Elizabeth Taylor like, oh, she's this tragic figure. She had a husband who passed away. Right. Eddie Fisher starts comforting her. They start up a relationship. They, they start an affair while he's still married to Debbie Reynolds. And the press turns on her, mm. calling her a homewrecker. At the end of 1960, November of that year, Butterfield 8 comes out. Right. Oh, man. Yeah. This film sort of, and in, in, in a way... Um, kind of uh, uh, confirms that, right? Yeah, but in a way... Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Woolf mar- mirrored her life, too, because of yes. the craziness with Randy <clears throat> Burton. But this yeah. film also does it. Yeah. So, it's, it's maybe an unfair question. Yeah. But what do you think this film says about what Elizabeth Taylor, the person, was going through at the time? I would imagine that she's very, very tortured. Mm. Um, you know how you've always said, and I do agree with this, that life imitates art. Sometimes yes. life imitates art. Yeah, and sometimes art imitates life. And yeah. this is, I mean, they're, they're, um, you know, they're interchangeable. So I think this is a perfect example of how that, um, the movies that she did, um, were interchangeable with her life. And you even see it kind of in the way with Eddie Fisher in the movie is engaged to this woman. And she feels threatened by Elizabeth Taylor, mm-hmm. right? Yes, yes. So it's it's kind of like I imagine that at some point before the marriage ended, I don't know, I wasn't there, but yes. my assumption is that Debbie Reynolds probably felt threatened by how much time he was spending oh, at yeah. Taylor's house. And I think I should because tell me if I repeated this. I think I told you this in private, but um, I know I don't think I said it here, but in. The interview that Oprah did with uh, Carrie Fisher and her mother, Debbie Reynolds, she actually said that I think at one time um, when they were um, getting ready to go to bed, her and um, Eddie Fisher, Mm -hmm. um, Eddie Fisher turns to her and says, hey, uh, could you could you uh, give Liz a call or could you um, um, I think that he was either wanting to talk to Elizabeth Taylor or that. She, he wanted Debbie Reynolds to call uh, Elizabeth Taylor so that they can talk, which is kind of kind of strange to me. Yes, it's like why would you do that when you're with your wife? That's a boss move too. That like, is I'm very have risque. My wife, call this other girl that I'm, you know, doing it with. That's uh, that's when you. Know that's boss. that's very risky. Mm. Risky. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I call it boss, but I know. call it a boss move. Well. Unfortunately, um, I guess there's a double standard for men. Oh, okay, good. No, but it's not good. It's not good, babes. Especially, babes. What? Especially what? Oh, oh, especially if you're not the kind that kind of a poor. I'm not, babes. I'm not. I hope not. Okay. What do you think of Gloria's relationship with her mom's friend? <laughs> it's... It's interesting. I mean, but then I thought it was interesting because Frances Thurber um, said that, you know, she thought she, so I, I, we didn't bring this up when we were talking about the movie, but 
she was talking to Annie, the mother of Gloria, and saying, you know, I know she's a, you know, she's a, Gloria's a good girl. Don't worry about her. And she's like, yeah, but why do you say such horrible things about her and to her? And she's like, I do that all the time with other people. <laughs> you know, she's no exception. I am mean to other people <laughs> because she's, she's, you know, she's kind of cutthroat. She's, she just likes to mess with her, I guess. So it's not a hatred. It's more of like a way that they show affection. Maybe she, maybe she shows affection by, um, by being especially, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, she, by, by being especially mean to Annie's daughter, Gloria. Do you think that she recognizes something in Gloria that reminds her of her younger self? Possibly. Mm. Yes. Maybe she was kind of, you know, she was a, a wild girl back then. A woman of the night. A, mo a woman of the night, or maybe just a woman of the world. Yes. Um, so maybe she just sees her that way and she's like, you know, I, I like you. I'm going to mess with you a little bit just because you're my best friend's daughter. Yes. Um, and I just, <laughs> the one line I thought was really funny was when Gloria was saying, well, I got to, you know, I'm going to go back to my mom and, you know, she still thinks I'm a, a sweet, innocent girl. And, you know, she's just my very loving cookie baking mom. And then, and then Nadia Fisher's like, well, then you go back there and you give her an innocent smile and have a cookie. Yes. <laughs> that was so funny. That's how you solve it. That's right. Don't tell her anything. No. <laughs> you know. Does Emily love Winston or Weston. Weston? Yes. Is it possible that... She just wants to keep up appearances, and that's why she doesn't want to marry. Um, it could be both. I I got the sense that she really loved him, and she didn't want. And part of it maybe because she she didn't want to divorce him because she didn't, you know, not a lot of families got divorced back then or talked about it. Mm -hmm. So if she got a divorce, because remember when her mother says the one thing in our family was that we never had divorces. But I think you should get one, right? And she's kind of wrestling with it. Yeah, but I love him, but I also don't want to look stupid because none of the people in my family had divorces, and I'll be the only one that has one. Mm. So I think it's both. I think she really does love him, but he, but then she knows in her heart that I love this guy, but clearly he doesn't want to be with me, and I can't make it work. We can't make it work. Yes. Because he wants out, and I can't force him. And it's really sad, but I think it's both. Do you think that Steve and his girl end up getting married because now Gloria is out of the picture? Mm. Or, or how do you think that relationship evolves or ends? I don't think it does happen. Maybe it leads to it, but I don't know that it does happen. Because I don't think Steve can really let go of Gloria. Well, he will have to let go of Gloria because She's we don't dead. even know that he, if he knows that she died. I mean, he doesn't know at the second, but yeah. we can assume that he will find out. Or, or it's possible that they do get married and he's like, you know what? I, I'm going to commit to Norma now. I love Norma. And I'm, that's how it's going to be. And it has to be that way because Gloria's gone. They have a baby and name her Gloria. 
and raise her to be attracted <clears throat> to me. I don't know. And <coughs> follow Gloria's footsteps once he gets older. Oh my goodness. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they don't norm, name it Gloria. Maybe, maybe maybe they don't name their daughter Gloria. I know this. Noria. 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 Or Glorma. Glorma. <laughs> Sorry. That's okay. It's funny. I don't know. Weston is kind of rude to uh, homegirl at the hotel. Uh, to Happy? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and Happy just seems like oh a real weary traveler, and she doesn't she. It seems like she's very oblivious yes. to what really happens, right? She doesn't. I think she's oblivious to that. Um, that Weston and and Gloria are in this um crazy affair. She might be. I don't know. Yeah, she just thinks that oh the people that come into my hotel are are weary travelers. Or so hotel. you think? I don't want to put words in your mouth, but is it possible that Happy has? Either dementia or some sort of mental illness. Another mental type of mental illness. It's possible, but she may just be, maybe she wants to be oblivious. Like, oh, I don't really think that sex goes on here. Mm-hmm. I just want to think of my days of vaudeville and how happy they were. And mm-hmm. I just want to be happy. You know, maybe that's what it is. Maybe she just wants to be happy and she doesn't want to think about other things. It's possible. Like, like uh, that Elizabeth Taylor is ruining some some. Um, guy's marriage. Right. You know? Both on and off screen. Right. Both on and off screen. Yeah. So. Are there any questions about this movie that you'd like to ask me? Um. Hmm. Do you think, yes, her mother, Annie, do you think her mother is well-meaning and that she, she really does know about Gloria's, um, Gloria's wild side that she she does know about her wild side or that she doesn't want to know. If I'm remembering the movie right, there's a scene where Gloria confesses stuff to her mom. Yes, yeah, she's like right? we we both know that I'm you know I'm not innocent. Yeah, I think it's one of those things to where she knows but she doesn't want to, so she pretends that Gloria is innocent as long as she can until she's confronted with the reality of her life. Right. Yeah. Anything else, babes? Um, how, what did you think about the couch scene where both girls are both girls are um, sleeping on two different couches in the same house? I don't remember that scene. Well, no, no, no. Remember? No, I'm sorry. Gloria was on one couch. Norma comes in. I'm sorry. Steve, Steve is on one couch. Gloria. Oh, on the other yeah. One. I thought that was fun. That was kind. Of, I was yeah. like, oh wow, that would never hold up today. <laughs> Why is that? No, not to not not hold up today, but that w- that wouldn't hold up in real life, where oh yeah yeah the They'd girl both be on the same couch. yeah or the girl the girl sees the mistress on one couch and her boyfriend and just like the other. goes about her day yeah it's like no I would be like I'm leaving I'm not going to no, stay here any longer not really. yeah would you recommend this movie to people I would but I honestly think that um if they really want a good Elizabeth Taylor performance um. Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf is is better. I would agree. Yeah, I would give this movie a seven, but I would give um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf definitely um, close to an eight. Nice. Yeah. So your mom's going to come to town soon. Yeah, we don't know when, but soon. And yes. hopefully this week. Um, she. <laughs> 
or 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 next week. But mm. she's gonna ask you, what have you been doing? Yeah. And presumably you're gonna say, I've been hanging out with Rick. You're not gonna talk about the more salacious stuff. But you might say I won't talk about any um intimate things, intimate details that only the both of us know about. Yes. You might tell her that you've watched a lot of interesting movies with me. Oh, yeah, I would definitely tell her that. And and, and I would tell her that I, and a lot of the movies were, um, some of the movies were Elizabeth Taylor movies. Right, and I'm wondering, would you talk about this film, Butterfield 8, in, specifically, or would you skip over it? Oh, I could tell, I could talk to her about that, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Nice. It's a good movie, but it's not quite as good as um, Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf. No. Now let's move on and talk about another movie that is definitely not as good as. Uh, oh, yesterday. <clears throat> okay, so I'm I'm not going to go too much into detail of this movie because partially, was, partially you can't because it's I can't so because it's very confusing. Yeah, but basically, it's about a, a young woman named Tycho. I, I'm guessing she's still young in the movie. I believe they said. It, when she's talking to her sister on the phone in the scenes where she's a little bit older, mm. that she's 27. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because 27, she's like, well, 20, you, you say that 27, is, you're you're too old to be picky or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. So Tycho is a girl that um, goes back and forth to when she was in fifth grade. And she was the youngest of three. Girls. Three girls. Um, her sisters were uh, Yaiko, Yaiko, and um, Nanako, and they're kind of like your typical big sisters that don't want to hang out with the tag-along little sister. And there's some things going on with her in fifth grade, like she doesn't want to study math and science, and they think that maybe it's because I think one of them dropped her on her head by accident, or... Something her stroller at, fell down the her stairs. Her stroller fell down the stairs. I don't think that one of them threw her on her head or dropped or her. Dro or accidentally I think like her hit her head or whatever. Down. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just like speculation for like a minute in the movie. Yeah. And then Tycho thought maybe she was adopted. And there were some things that went on with um, some people thought she was really strange and um, that she, uh, they were talking about like what the position of a hall monitor was and. And then they find out later on that um, Tycho was really interested in acting, but her father wouldn't let her act And the, in this local uh, theater company. Yeah, like, she did well in a student play. As a result, somebody from the university comes to her house yep. and wants her to participate. Yeah. And everybody in the family is excited until her dad says no. And then the mom says, well, don't tell, don't tell anybody in school that you were visited by somebody from the university because how do you think that the girl was going to feel? Oh, yeah. So, so just yeah. to provide a little bit more context, yeah. Tycho is talking about, you know, they didn't pick me, but they picked this other girl. And she has such a beautiful dress and everybody's so into her. And then yeah. she, she left for the day. And then I think it was either her mom or her sister says, you can never the say. Mom. The mom. The, okay. The mom's like, you can never say that you got the offer first because how would that make her feel? I mean, she's doing great now and, and, and your life really sucks. Yeah. But you wouldn't want to make her feel as bad as you feel. <laughs> it's, it's, almost it like, it's almost like she has to, she has to compensate for for something that she's really good at yeah, by making the other um, 
the other girl who got the part feel better about herself, which I think is really horrible. It is, but at the same but, point, you know. we don't want to give the impression that Tycho is this like amazing character either, because right. he does suck at math. She's not really that interested in learning it. Yeah, you know, she just can't understand, you know, the um, how to divide fractions well, and she's like, "Why do I have to know this?" And mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of like she she's had to compensate for things. I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, and then somehow she ends up going, uh, the, her, her sister sets her up with this guy named Toshio. This is when she's older. Yes. Remember? Yes. The she ends up going, guy, which is weird because Japanese. he's Australian. It's he's supposed to be Japanese. And I don't know of any Japanese Australians, but whatever. Konnichiwa, uh, mate. Konnichiwa, mate. Yes. Good eye. My name is Toshio. I'm Ichiban, mate. <laughs> and so they're in the countryside, and she's wanting to go to the countryside. Wait a second. Is Ichiban Japanese or Chinese? That's that's Japanese, Bubs. Okay, good, Ichiban. Good. good. I don't want to make a cultural error. No, it's it's Ichiban, yes. Ichiban. I'm number Ichiban, one. Mike. Well, you should know that, Bubs. You used to say Ichiban, number one. I did one. when I worked uh, at the gun uh, store, but keep going. Yes. So anyway... um, so she goes to the countryside where her granny lives, and she's loved going to the countryside since she was younger. She, or, or no, she wanted to. She wanted to. She wanted to go to her granny's granny's village and grandpa's village, but they always said no. And then there was like a weird thing near the beginning of the movies where the sisters were like uh, hyping up these baths that they have. Yeah, and um, uh, a Tommy was the place, and they were saying, oh yeah, you, there's these mermaid baths, and there's... These other hot, they're the hot spring baths. Yeah. And she really enjoyed those actually. She but did. she, but they told her, oh, there's mermaids in the baths, you know. And they weren't. And they she liked the baths and there was never any conflict about that. No, she didn't like say, I can't believe you lied to me about this. But she joked about it with her sister on the phone, I think. Yeah, I was like, oh, wow, you still believe that? Yes. Are you still, I can't believe you still held on to that, to that for a long time. So anyway, um. She goes to the countryside. She meets Toshio. He introduces her to organic farming, which I have no idea what has anything to do with this movie. They went on about that for a little while. A long time. And then she was talking to this one girl and and admits to her um, how um, her dad slapped her once. And that was the first time she ever slapped her. And then the girl's like, oh, yeah, I, I was slapped, too. But then Taika was like, well, it was worse for me because it only happened once. And that made me wonder why, as opposed to if it would have happened all the time, it just would have been a natural thing. Yeah, which was really strange. Yes. So they talk about organic farming for a long time. And the gram- the granny's like, Tycho, do you want to live? Do you see yourself living in a place like this? And she's like, oh, yes, I do. I love it here. And, you know, Tokyo is crazy. And I like Tokyo, but it's crazy. And it's there's a lot of traffic. And I like living on the countryside. And she's like. Well, why don't you marry Toshio? And her dad spoke up and says, Mom, don't tell her that. I think she would be better in the city because she has a good job and she's independent. And and the mom's like, well, maybe we should find out what Tycho really wants. I mean, she likes it in the country and she's close to her granny and she's and close to grandma. Tycho runs away. She it's does like run. Runs away. She runs away, and then she sees this guy down the road named Abe, who was this poor kid, 
in um, her class that nobody wanted to touch because he was really filthy and dirty. And, and this is the first time we hear anything about Abe. And it's maybe an hour and a half. Into yes. And so she tells a story to Toshio saying, you know, I sat next to him and I hated him. And nobody wanted to touch her his hand. And he, it was found out that he was moving. And so everybody was made to shake his hand. Until he comes up to me and says, I will not shake hands with you. And Toshio then replies by saying, you know, the reason why he doesn't want to shake his hand, your hand is because he likes you out of everybody. And he's like, yeah, but he was nice to the girls that we that he liked. And she, he's like, well, you understand that, you know, guys are totally different. They'll pick the ones that they actually like, but they're scared of them. Mm -hmm. And... I think he made a comment to like, you know, uh, you know, love is blind. You know, girls are blind to the, yeah, you you know what I mean? Girls are really blind to it, which I I actually think is true because of, um, some things that happened with me that we may or may not have mentioned here (laughs) that I was blind to. I asked you on a date and you're like, what? I know. Well, and then Bubs. Bubs, in my defense, you, in my defense, I didn't know what she meant by hang out in Rick speak. And then we're talking one day in my apartment. I'm like, you know, I I really want to uh, have a relationship with you. And you're like, oh, maybe you. I don't know. Bubs. (laughs) But anyways, back to the movie. Oh my goodness. Back to the movie. Maybe, maybe in another segment, we'll talk about what really happened in our relationship. I totally leading up to relationship. But go ahead. Yeah. Yes. Or that part of it anyway. Um, so, yeah. And so I didn't know what the deal was. I didn't even know if Toshio really liked Taiko. And she, he's like, oh, maybe I'll see you in the summer. She's like, maybe I'll see you next summer. He's like, well, you're not going to go skiing? You said you, you said you wanted to go skiing and I want to teach you in the winter. And then she goes on some sort of train and the movie ends. A weird movie. It's not good. No, no, it wasn't. I was very shocked. Like a name, like only yesterday, I thought it was going to be good. Mm-hmm. But what did we know? <laughs> the Studio Ghibli movies are very hit and miss. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I've told you is this movie was, I believe, an hour and 50, 50 minutes. Yeah. A lot of their movies are two plus hours. Yes. I'm not a big fan of Disney. Like, I, I, yeah, but you haven't watched a lot I of it. I know, but I'm telling you my experience. Okay. There are Disney movies that I think are great, but I'm not just one of those people who says, oh, a Disney movie is coming out. The joys of childhood. This is going to be another masterpiece because it has the Disney name on it, right? Okay. I'm not one not of those. everyone is like, not, not every movie. I will say that not every movie is good either. But right, but you know, the, it's now like a trending thing that adults have to say, if a Disney movie is coming out, it's going to be a masterpiece. I don't know if it's trending. I think you think it's trending. I, that, I, I think that that's trending. I don't you, think it's trending. You, as an adult now, for some reason, you have to like everything with the Disney and Pixar label. But mm. I'm not the biggest Disney fan. Having said that, their movies are paced a lot better. They are. Than the Studio Ghibli movies. They for, are. For the most part. They are. And a lot of them do have a straightforward plot you don't have to wonder okay why is this 
But what is and, and they don't like drag on like yes some they don't buildings. they don't and a lot of them a lot of the movies are taken from books yeah and stories that children uh have have read um over the years but and so that's I think that's part of the reason why um I kind of wonder if the Studio Ghibli franchise in Japan is trying to be like Disney but not I've done some mm, research on them since yes. we've started watching their movies yeah. And a lot of people compare them to Disney. I don't think there's any comparison. In some ways, there is because they tell a lot of fairy tales, mm-hmm. but that's about it. I mean, their their plot, their plots drag on sometimes, and sometimes like this one was really confusing. So you kind of have to pick them. I like that there's, a, 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 there's more adult themes in Studio Ghibli. Yeah, some some of it is a little bit dark. Like the one in uh, like Marnie uh, when Marnie was here was was somewhat dark, but it had a lot of um, good things in it. And for real, they pulled that movie off really. It was very good. Yes, it was very very good. But just having dark things doesn't make a movie a masterpiece. I would agree. And again, it's agree. like even with the Disney movies, I don't like. I'm usually not so bored with them. That I to where you you're like I don't know what's going on exactly I can usually follow the the plot because I'm not zoning out because yes. I doubt that Disney would make a two hour plus movie for kids That's no like no I don't believe so no yeah. no I mean I'm sure I'm sure there's been the odd film here or there but it's not the standard and I think that they also you know handle dark things pretty well it, they don't like dwell on it but you know. Um, I, I think, I mean, I think because I, I have watched a lot of Disney movies, so, um, I think they handle dark things well, and I think they know how to explain it. But when it works for Studio Ghibli films, they yes. hit it out of the park. Right, right. Um. Like, Kiki's Delivery Service was really good. Yeah, there's, that and When Marnie Was Here, I think, are, are. The best ones. Blew me away. Yeah, very good. And there's been one or two other films that I thought was good, like the one about Country Roads. Oh, the one, oh, that was um, Whisper of the Whisper of the Heart. I didn't love that movie, but I liked it. It was fun, but yeah, that was actually better than the one that we watched yesterday. Oh, that was way better. Than that. Way better. And yeah. the Castles in the Sky wasn't great, but it had, to, it, it was good. Oh, oh, Castle in the Sky was good. That was the one where they're trying, they're trying to find the lost, um, the lost land. Yeah, that, that was, was good for me. I, I didn't love it, but it was good. It, it was fun, yeah. Yeah, and then the other ones have been very, like, miss. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. So, uh, we would not recommend this movie to anybody because we didn't get it. <laughs> We'd recommend that you uh, watch Kiki's Delivery Service instead. And when Mar- when Marnie was here. Yes. 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 Marnie uh, blew her brains out when uh, she watched. Um, no, uh, no, 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 Marnie didn't. Yesterday. No, Mar- it was so bad. Marnie didn't kill herself. Okay. Oh my goodness! Okay, I just thought it was very odd that <laughs> she was blonde. I know. I don't know. I I, I kind of wonder if they're trying to like imitate like uh, American they children's and films, it's, and it's like it's why? like why would I watch a Japanese movie to have American cinema reflected back? To and me? the move, the music in this movie, the one, um, the the move. Excuse me, the music in, um. In only yesterday was really weird. Yeah, it was funny, but it <laughs> it just didn't work. It didn't work. Yeah. It didn't. I just think that if they're gonna do that in English, 
they should at least have, I don't know, American things in there. Well, they should have Japanese sounding. Japanese sounding things, yeah. Because hearing somebody with an Australian accent just completely, it take it took me out of the movie. It works in Filipino movies because there are um, Filipino Australians living in the Philippines, mm-hmm. so that makes sense to me. But here's something. Here's something that's interesting. So I'm kind of sidetracking here because so there was a um, an actor from the Philippines. I think I can say his name. Go his on. name is uh, Daniel Masunaga, and he was in a um, a Filipino show. Um, he is actually um, Brazilian. I think he's like he's Japanese, but he um, um, he also is Brazilian, so he knows Japanese, um, English, Portuguese, and then now he knows Tagalog because he lived in the Philippines for a long time. So I thought that's kind of interesting. He yeah, that works for him though. Yes. It doesn't work for an Australian person to be in a Japanese movie to me. Not a good movie. Not a good one, no. Do you have any questions about this movie? Because it's it's hard to do character analysis when the characters I... scatter. Oh, I don't. I just can't think of anything because it was just such a weird and very confusing and I just don't get it. I guess I have one question for you is does Marnie suffer from ADD Wait, 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 Tycho. Tycho. Not Marnie. Sorry, sorry. Does does Tycho suffer from ADD and or dyslexia? It's possible that she it could be ADD. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm guessing uh, well, obviously, they in, in her world, they never talked about it, but I'm guessing it is ADD. It's a possibility, Babes. Right. You would not recommend this movie to anybody with little kids. No, I just don't get it. Yeah. No. I wish I could, but I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I have a feeling, and I said this about the other, about Studio Ghibli the other day. But I believe that this is one of those movies that people probably say they like because they feel they have to because it's a weird movie. Mm. I could really, be that. yeah. You mean like they want to be fair, right? No, no, they want to be cool, and it's cool? Uh, oftentimes it sounds cool to say you like a weird movie that doesn't make sense. Really, I don't. I don't. I just I haven't seen that. I don't know. I mean, some people like what they like. But you also don't, you know, associate with a lot of film geeks, except for you. No. Yeah, and, <laughs> and a lot of times film geeks will, it's fun to say you like something that doesn't really add up. Do you think that music people like myself would say something like that? Oh, like, I will just say that I like the Beatles because a lot of people like the Beatles. Not necessarily the Beatles, but oh, I, I, I like Leonard Cohen. Yeah. But it feels like it's the in, in thing to just say that you like Leonard Cohen. Really? Yeah. I never noticed that. Okay. I mean, I I like some things from Leonard Cohen, but I'm not like a huge fan. Or uh, who's who's the other homeboy who uh, killed himself? Um, uh, Elliot Smith. That's a big one. People will always Oh, really? Say, I never oh, heard I that. Oh, I love... Oh, he's such a tortured soul. Oh. He's such a tortured soul. What a brilliant artist from the Northwest. And... I, I really... I never heard that before, but you, you were the one who introduced me to Elliot Smith. I know. I like some of those too. But, yeah, 
That's uh, yeah, right. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. Maybe I just no, no. I, I people. I think I think maybe you probably I, notice it in the in the the film thing. Yeah. So so here's the thing. I like some L.A. Snow and some Leonard Cohen, but I don't get a hard on over their music like a lot of people. I know. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's like I like it, but I don't have to pontificate about how great they are. You know, I save that for Ice Cube and Dr. Dre. Okay. And some others. All right. And Immortal Technique. Okay. How do you feel about what I just said? Um, <clears throat> I can understand that. I mean, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, my soul was tortured last night watching <laughs> that last movie. Only it was night. just, uh, it was just like, oh, when was this, when is this thing going to end? Because yes. I don't get it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Are we there yet? Because I really don't get it. I related to Elliot Smith. Do you think that the tortured soul is kind of celebrated a little too much? Absolutely. Thank you. Yes. I would agree. Yes. Um, (laughs) Artists love that type of stuff. I guess. I mean, I'm, I'm not into like seriously tortured souls, but well, it's just like Sylvia Plath in the, in the, uh, did she write poetry? She did. Yeah. She was a tortured soul for sure. Yeah. And, and a lot of people hail her. Um, yeah, there's a lot of poets I've known over the years who have a heart. Sylvia Plath. Sylvia Plath. It's, um, right. Yeah. I, I get it. Yes. It's kind of like how some people, like, uh, they, they, they go crazy over a certain um, food. Yeah. And it's like if you don't have, if, if somebody has it, they have to have it. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Let's have this obscure vegan thing tonight that only uh, one place in town sells. And, of course, it's not the real authentic thing, but it's close enough. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Did you, moving on from the movie. Yes. Did you have any dreams last night? Um, I did. It was very strange. I had a dream that I was back at my old place and I got three uh, pieces of mail. One was like a piece of paper. I don't know what that was. Mm-hmm. And then there was an envelope and there was a box. And I think the box might have been from my sister, but I can't remember. I don't remember what was in it because I don't think I opened it. And then I was trying to, my sister was calling me, but there was like a phone that was in my backpack and I don't know how it ended up there and I couldn't figure out how to turn the, I couldn't figure out how to answer it. And then I, I woke up. It was weird. I have this weird, sometimes I have these weird, like obscure dreams. Like I don't even know why I dreamed about it. Yeah. I just did. I'm very happy that you did not get into your sister's box. But I'm Oh, Wow. No, but uh, it sounds like an interesting dream, babes. It was an interesting dream. I think the box in my dream was was like uh, comparable to the boxes I get that I get uh, these annoying uh, Braille newsletters, mm-hmm. talking book topics, topics or whatever. It's possible, babes. Yeah. What self love exercises do you want to engage in this week? Nothing. No, really? I'm just kidding. Okay. No, I'm. I'm not. See, every time you ask me this question, I'm thinking, I'm. I'm not really into the whole self love thing, so it's hard for me to. It's hard for me to really answer that question. Let me ask another question then. Okay. What self hate exercise? 
<laughs> do you plan to meet? No, I, I don't. I don't hate myself. Okay. I just don't do like a lot of like self-serving stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are things that I do to take care of myself. Like I need to um, sleep. Of course, sleep is very good. Um, just, I mean, I guess if I were to think about the things that need my attention, there are things that have to come to my attention. Like, um, I'm, uh, so I don't think I mentioned this yet here in the episode that, um, we are getting back to writing our book Yes. and I have had a little bit of writer's block within the last couple of days, uh, because I'm trying to, um, write the two last stories for my chapter. And my chapter is a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to do that. And that's one thing I have that has to come to my attention. Nice. Yeah. Are there any questions you want to ask me? What are things that have to, what are things that need to come to your attention this week, if anything? Being mindful about what I eat is the big one. And also paying attention to what art I'm consuming this week. Mm. Because... I mean, they say garbage in, garbage out, right? Uh-huh. But I, I just... And it doesn't mean that I have to watch, you know, PBS mm -hmm. and just listen to NPR mm -hmm. and classical music. But I do want to be more aware of what... Oops, sorry. That's okay. Of what I'm digesting artistically over okay. the next few days. Okay. It's a week. Yes. Yes. yes, yes yeah, yes. you listen to garbage, you're going to get garbage. Yeah. I do. Yes. Anything else, Jayla? Um, no, I don't think so. What are you going to do with my water bottle so that your mom doesn't steal it? Or... <laughs> um, I'm going to find a way to where to keep it. I mean, oh, by the way, yes. um, I'm going to talk about, I'm um, really quickly about the scrubber that you, you uh, gave to me yesterday, which we were having, well, let's not go into full details, but we were having some issues, uh, cleaning out some stuff and I gave you a scrubber. Yes. That you now really enjoy. It's uh, specifically for water bottles, which I didn't know that you they even had them. Yes. When did you get these? I got them a couple months ago off Amazon. And how did you find out about them? I just Googled them. Wow, really? Yeah. Because of the what happened? I just wanted to have some. Okay. Yes. So you've got some for you. Yeah, it's really good because um, it really does the job. And I like the material that it uses. And um, I, I'll I'll figure something out. Okay. I may just clean it out and and keep it somewhere. Nice, nice. Um, nice. so that uh, keep, keep it in your purse. It, it's not going to fit in my purse. Throw everything else out of there. I'll, I'll I'll put it in one of my drawers. I think. Nice. Yeah, maybe I'll uh, I'll stuff, I'll I'll do something. Stuff your underwear in there. So what? <laughs> next time I drink from there, I'll get a special taste. Ew! That's gross! Okay, that's disgusting. That's gross, babes. That is it. <clears throat> Why would you say that? I, I don't know, babes. That's just I sick. I wanted to make you laugh. That's just sick. Don't gosh. do that, babes. Why would I do that? It's disgusting. I hope you don't, babes. No, it's gross. Oh, good. <laughs> gross. It's gross. Oh, good. Ew. Okay. Ucky. Oh, Oh, gosh. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about, babes? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. What do you, is there anything else you want to mention? Not that I can think of. Okay. Um, no, that's all. I think that's all. You want to give me a kiss? Maybe. Go ahead. Why do you think I should? Because you love me. Okay, I yes. do. Yes. Oh.
I do. Mm. 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 All right. All right. Last chance, J-Lo. Anything else? No. All right. No. Bye-bye for now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.